Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Amen. God be the glory. Thank you all so much for joining class tonight. This is a boost call class. We have transitions into classes. Um, I also may be doing physical classes this coming um, New Year, um, starting in the month of February. I will keep you all posted. Um, Otherwise, we will be meeting here every Sunday at 9 p.m., except for next Sunday, which is the uh, first of the year. But every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and our current topic is blessings and cursings. We're on. We're still in the blessing uh, part of the topic. And last week we introduced um, blessings. Last week I'm going to review that. But first, let us pray. Father God, we thank you and we bless you and we give you all the glory and all the honor. Oh God, there is none like you. You're such a mighty. Father, Lord God, we just lift you up and we magnify your holy name for all the amazing things that you have done, all the amazing things that you are doing and what you've yet to do. And God, just simply because you are God, thank you for existing, oh God, for without you there is no us, oh God. I ask that you forgive us of all of our sins, anything that we may have said, done, or thought that is not like you, oh God. I pray, Father God, that you turn us away from the things that are not like you and turn us towards you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every ear on the line shall hear what thus saith the Lord. Let us retain the word in our heart that we may not sin against you, O God. And by us retaining your word in our heart, Father God, we fulfill your word, Father God, which says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth that speaks. So when we do speak, Father God, it does come from our heart, and it is your word, Father God, for your word resides there. We thank you and we bless you even now for everyone on the line, participating in class. Oh, God, I pray, Father God, they are blessed abundantly, Father God, by your revelation, abundantly, Father God, by your information, abundantly, Father God, by the knowledge, Father God, that we are receiving on tonight, oh, God. Father God, we just bless your name, Lord God. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to come together on one accord, Father God, and just learn of your goodness. Father God, to learn more about you, to become more intimate with you, Father God, more knowledgeable about the Father that we say that we worship on a daily basis, oh, God. So we thank you and we bless you now, oh, God. Father God, be in the midst. Father God, of this lesson, Father God, be in the midst of this phone call, Father God, we come against any distractions, we come against any disruptions, we come against, Father God, any drop calls, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, and we release, Father God, your anointing all over this line, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, let us feel your presence even on the phone line in the name of Jesus, oh God. Father God, let us move heart to heart and breast to breast, Father God, on one accord, Father God, being like-minded, Father God, being thirsty for the wealth 
wealth of knowledge. Lord, we thank you and we bless you now, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Completely decrease me, O oh God, and let your Holy Spirit increase in me and saturate me with the anointing like never before, Father God, that anything that I don't even have on the page, Father God, that you can download, Father God, for me to give to your people, Father God, I will be so honored and so grateful. Lord, we thank you and we bless you now. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, last week, we talked about blessings. We intro into blessings. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We intro into um, blessings. And um, we kind of pretty much just break it down based on the Hebrew definition of blessing or blessed, which is barak or barakla, and it means to kneel. It means to kneel. If you look at blessing in the English translation, it means God's favor and protection. It's a beneficial being for which one is grateful, something that brings well-being. It is a special favor, mercy, or benefit, okay? And in the Hebrew translation, it means to kneel. It simply just means to kneel. You have to humble yourself to receive a blessing. Think about the humility that comes when you're kneeling. Okay, if you have to propose to someone, it's because you want something from someone. You kneel because you're requesting something, and you're um, bringing yourself low to receive an honor. So if you're uh, on your knee for a proposal, it's because you want them to say yes. If you are on your knees begging, you know, a lot of people say, you know, don't make me get on my knees and beg you. When you kneel on your knees to beg, it's because you're looking for something from the person you're begging from. And then if you are praying, you're petitioning the Lord for something that you want from him. So kneeling is a, a sign of humility. Um, also, I mentioned that our knees are the weakest part, one of the weakest parts of our bodies. Therefore, when we kneel, we're kneeling in our weakness because we need God's strength. And when we bless God, we are lowering ourselves to lift him up. And the last thing that I mentioned that was so powerful that God gave me as a download on that call is that God even um, humbles himself to bless us. He kneels to bless us. He bows down from heaven just to bless the world. And that is powerful. So we can't give God any type of glory or any blessing, then, you know, we definitely need to um, search ourselves because he's humbling ourselves to bless us and he created us. So that was a, a brief review of last week. And we're going to continue in the topic of blessing and cursing and still in blessing where we're talking about how we position ourselves for, for prayer, since blessings means to kneel. Uh, we're going to continue to go in that direction because a lot of people don't understand that there are different postures for prayer. So, you know, like I remember, I, I remember it so vividly. A couple of years ago, um, I told my husband, I said, um, we were praying, I can't even remember what we were praying for, but I remember how vivid um, the conversation went um, as far as um, while we were praying, after we were praying. And I said, honey, I said, I don't want to get on my knees. I feel like I need to get on my feet. And so he said to me, he said, well, what's the difference if you're praying? You're praying, right? I said, no. I said, it's something. And I didn't even know that it was it was a different postures or anything like that. I just said, I feel like if I get on my face, I can't get no lower than that. That's what I told my, I feel like I can't get no lower than being on my face um, before the Lord. I said, I just want to be so humble before him that I can't get no lower than this. 
And therefore, um, you know, we prayed on our face that day. He said, oh, Dick, I never thought about it like that. And so we prayed on our face that day. But in actuality, there are different positions in uh, prayer that mean something. It does not mean if you don't pray on your face, God's not going to answer you. It doesn't mean if you don't, you know, sit on, you know, get on your knees to pray, God won't answer you. It's just different. Ushers mean different things. Um, and so I want to do this in two parts. I want to give you guys three um, different positions of prayer and what they mean. Um, if you do have your Bibles, please uh, have those at your fingertips so I can go over that with you all as well. Okay? Give me one second. Okay. Our very first position is um, looking up, looking up towards heaven. That is a posture to pray looking up towards heaven. Um, Jesus looked up to heaven and prayed. If you look in Mark chapter 6, verse 41, and we'll read from there. Okay. Mark chapter 6, verse 41. And this is what it says. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. So he looked up to heaven. Then also in John, I hope you all are writing these verses down to support um what I'm giving you guys. If you look in uh, John chapter 11, verses 41 through 42, John 11, verses 41 through 42, it says, So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me when I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. That's John 11 and 41. Again, he looked up toward heaven. John 17, verses 1 through 2. That's going to be our final scripture reference um, for this part. John chapter 17, verse 1, and it says, After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Okay? Now, you may have heard a scripture that says um, that basically you're looking up to heaven. It symbolizes looking into the face of God. You're having a face-to-face with God. And... um, I know you probably have heard the scriptural reference, you know, look to the hills where your help comes from, which is um, Psalm 121, verses 1 through 2. Psalm 121, verses 1 through 2, which says this. I bless the Lord for his word. I lift my eyes 
to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So this is us looking to the hills. We're looking to the hills. We're looking up toward heaven. And when you are looking toward heaven, it's also displaying confident faith. You're believing that God will hear you, that God will answer you. Um, like Jesus said, I thank you for hearing me, for you always hear me. Um, it also indicates an intimate fellowship with God. Okay? So that is one posture, looking toward heaven. Secondly, our posture for kneeling, we were talking a little bit about that last week, um, but that posture is also symbolizing submission. You're submitting yourself. You're acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord when you kneel. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched any of those, like, older medieval time kind of um, movies or shows where they bow towards the king or the queen, and they call them your majesty, and they kneel. They kneel before them and say, you know, they talk to them from the floor. They actually kneel and they're talking to them. You know, your majesty, may I do this, may I do that, things of that nature, because they submitted themselves unto the king or the queen, to the royalty. So um, when we kneel, we're all submitting ourselves to the royalty, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Um, when we do that. So Philippians um, 2, Philippians chapter 2 uh, talks about how every knee shall bow. And the actual scripture references chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. And it says, Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So even, listen, it's even beneath the earth. That means I don't care what you're doing, who you're worshiping, what God you serve. If you serve the enemy, whomever, if you don't even serve a God, in your opinion, if you're an atheist or antichrist, it's saying that I don't care who you are, you're going to bow and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. You're submitting. You're going to submit that he's Christ. Um, it also shows an earnestness or sincere belief um, in whom you're kneeling towards. Um, King Solomon kneeled. The prophet Elijah kneeled. Um, as a sign of humility as well, they kneel before the Lord. Those scriptural references will be First Kings eight to fifty four, where you can find King Solomon is kneeling for his um for his kingdom, and that's First Kings chapter eight and verse fifty four. First Kings chapter eight, verse fifty four. It says, when Solomon finished making these prayers and petitions to the Lord, he stood up in front of the altar at the Lord where he had been kneeling with his hands raised toward heaven. So even as a king, he humbled himself to pray to the king of kings as a sign of, um, sign of humility that he was humble enough to um, come before God and petition the Lord. First Kings. 
chapter 18, even a prophet is considered as high honor um, in the kingdom of God. But Elijah the prophet, he himself also kneeled before the Lord, uh, petitioning the Lord. If you look at 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 to 46, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to drink, to something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of the Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and kneeled his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon, and soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his coat into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot at the way to the entrance of Jezreel. So even with him having all the assignment that he had, he still knew that it was important for him to kneel before the Lord for his request. He couldn't make good on anything that he was professing prophetically without consulting the Lord. Therefore, he had to submit himself by kneeling, and it was a sign, again, of humility because Ahab was a king, and um, his wife was terrible. Those that don't know, his wife was uh, Jezebel. So um, for Ahab to actually um, honor and also um, listen to and acknowledge Elijah's um, prophetic utterance, you know, that's showing that he respected whatever um, Elijah was saying. And the only way that Elijah could be accurate or Elijah could be, um, you know, accurate or give direction or anything, he couldn't do any of that without the Lord. So there are a lot of people that you notice that, you know, try to operate and give for, I'm going to put air quotes, anointing that um, God is not even in. He's not even a part of it. And um, a lot of that type of stuff will come back to bite them later. But Elijah knew that in order for what he told the king to come to pass, he had to consistently kneel before the Lord. So um, that was how he, um, that was his his um, way of positioning himself for prayer. So the third one that we're going to go over tonight, and we're going to close out um, with prayer requests tonight. But the third position is bowing. Bowing, and we're going to continue this on the eighth. The rest of the positions, I'm going to see if you all remember these ones. And we'll get into the homework in just a second. Bowing symbolizes that you're acknowledging honor, that you have gratitude and faith. It expresses meekness. If you turn with me to Job chapter one, Job. Chapter 1. If you're not able to turn, at least make note of it so you can go back and reference it later. Job chapter 1 and the verses are verses 20 and 21. Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. It says, at this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. 
May the name of the Lord be praised. In another translation, it says that he bowed before the Lord. Um, this is also a sign of reverence. Um, reverence is also known as, when people say fear the Lord, that means to reverence the Lord. In other words, respect the Lord. If you look at most cultures, especially like in Asian cultures, they bow as they're greeting to you. And when they do that, that's them showing respect. But the deeper that they bow, the greater of a show of respect. So the deeper that we bow before the Lord, the deeper of reverence we are in for him. Okay? And it's also a sign of worship. Abraham bowed in Genesis chapter 24 and verse 52. If you look in Genesis 24, verse 20, I'm sorry, Genesis 24, verse 52, it reads this way. When Abraham's servant heard their answer, he bowed down to the ground and worshipped the Lord. If he's bowing down to the ground, that's a deep bow. That's a very deep bow. That's a sign of a deeper and greater respect and reverence to the Lord. So those are three of the positions for prayer. So whenever you go to pray, you probably know that sitting on a chair and, you know, I'm just sitting on a chair, you know. I don't, I don't feel as though that's an effective way. I got to get down on my knees and things of that nature. Remember, every posture has its, um, has its, uh, has its definition or has its purpose. So, again, if you're looking up towards heaven, that symbolizes you looking into the faith of God, having confident faith, having an intimate moment with the Lord. Um, if you, and it doesn't mean, listen, understand this as well. It doesn't mean that if you kneel, you can't have an intimate moment with me. If you, if you bow, you can't have an intimate moment. Um, and all things, any interaction with the Lord should be an intimate moment. But this is just uh, what this posture symbolizes. Um, kneeling, once again, means um, you're submitting. You are um, in a weak place, therefore, you're looking um, for strength from the Lord. Um, Sorry, one second. And bowing, once again, it symbolizes acknowledging that there is, um, you know, someone that is, you feel as though is greater than you or that you're showing respect towards them, reverence towards whom they are. Uh, and the deeper that you bow, the deeper the respect toward that person or that entity. Okay, did anybody learn anything new tonight, or this is something that you've already um, been aware of? Um, I didn't know that there were different positions, you know, mm-hmm. in the, the, the meaning of each position. You know, we, like me, for prime example, I'll always see one person do one thing, and another doing another, but I didn't know that there was a difference between each one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else learn something new? I know you guys are on mute, but if you could just uh, participate. For anybody else that probably didn't know that there were different postures, what was something that you did not, you were not aware of that you learned tonight?
I need that. You said you didn't know there were different positions. No, I said I need. Well, hello. Oh, is somebody talking already? I think yeah, Donna I was saying something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was just telling that I need different um, postures. Okay, did you learn? Did you learn anything new about those postures? Um, I pretty much had the knowledge of everything you just talked about. Wonderful, wonderful. I was thinking when what the girl was saying earlier, I don't, the first person that was talking, that was talking about Joshua. she wanted to be obedient. Yeah, Jocelyn was saying that she, it was kind of weird and she wanted to be obedient. And what immediately came to my head was, you know how in the other countries where the Americans are going over to do the missionaries, and some of them might be Iranian or whatever, and they're not like Pastor um, Saeed Abedini, and he, but he just came home after three years of being uh, Iranian prison, um, and he wouldn't denounce the Lord's name. So then a lot of times um, when they don't denounce the Lord's name, saying that Allah is um Muhammad or Allah is the God, they get in trouble. So then I see the Facebook messages when it says, um, um, if you if you say that you're not for me, then I won't know you when you come to heaven or something like that. Yeah, if you deny um, me, then I'll deny you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that made me think when Joshua was saying it, that this is like a test that how are we going to do it in that situation where somebody's about to behead us and we can't do it at 12 o'clock in front of us? Mm. Mm. Wow. That kind of like prepares you for something that might be able to come. I did it like three days. I did one in the parking lot. I did two in the parking lot and one at home. And then I forgot today. That's why I told everybody, put the alarm. Well, that's a good idea. But um, yeah. So that was what I was thinking. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, listen, y'all don't have to stop um at today for the twelve o'clock prayer. If that was something that was um teaching you a routine, or that was disciplining you in a way, or um you know helping you to make certain that you prayed every day, I would say continue to do it. Just continue to do it um, and see, you know, the the change that comes upon your life by being disciplined and by having um, a routine in place when it comes to, um, you know, giving God his own personal time. Um, Not saying that that should be your intimate moment necessarily, but it will put you on some type of a routine to make certain that you get your God in every day. So um, I would just say, you know, for those that um, find yourself not feeling like you're not praying enough and you don't pray at all, or just try it out and then see if that's something that you want to welcome into your daily routine. Um, no matter where you go, stop and pray. Well, I think I'm going to keep it as mine as well. Um, let me see. So your homework, your homework is to um, try to do. Um, when you do your prayers, when you go forth and do your prayers, to try doing something different than just kneeling. Try doing the looking up to heaven 
posture or try doing the bowing posture and see if that um if there is some type of a significance or a difference in the way you normally pray. Now if you're doing one of those prayers and you normally don't kneel, then try kneeling. So try one of the um one of these postures that you don't normally do and um put that into your um your prayer time towards the Lord and just get back to me or get back to the group rather and let us know if you felt anything different, if you noticed anything different. Um, if they, if you felt the difference or the significance of the posture of prayer, and let us know how that worked out for you. Okay, that's your homework. It's simple homework, and um, we'll get back together on January the eighth. Meantime, um, throughout all of this, I will definitely be sending you all um, scriptures, words of encouragement, and things of that nature until we meet again on January the eighth. Did anybody have any prayer requests or anything they would like to add to the call tonight as I, um, I'm about to cut off the recording? One moment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.